0: The Linux Action Show is created by Jupiter Broadcasting. It's sponsored by Ting. Go to last.ting.com to save off your first device or plan. And DigitalOcean. Go over to DigitalOcean.com and use our promo code LASTDIGITAL. And then you can spin up your own Linux rig for free. Hi everyone and welcome to Linux Action Show episode 362. Yeah. Woo! We're live at Linux Fest Northwest
1: 2015, and my name is Chris. My name is Noah. Hey, Noah, good morning to you. Good morning, Chris. Are you awake? Are you okay? Not only am I awake, and not only am I ready for an amazing show, Are you I fired up? think this might be. My favorite Linux action show yet. Do you know why, Chris?
0: Uh, I'll tell you why, Noah. It's because of our runs Linux this week. We have a huge show That's coming correct. up. I'm going to tell you what it is here in just a second. But first, let me tell you about the rest of the show. We're here at Linux Fest Northwest 2015. We're going to have people stop by at the booth and talk with us. We're going to have uh, friends stop by and update us. And we have lots of interviews we've got in the can now. And we're doing the show here live at the floor. So we're doing that, obviously. Plus, in the news segment, we're going to talk about the new version of Debbie and the just shipped. And all of the Ubuntu flavors and other things in the news. We've got the feedback. But first... It's our picks. It's our picks, and Noah, I think you should have the honor of announcing the runs Linux this week. Uh,
1: so we obviously, uh, we as a team, at the, you know, you get all of us together in one room. Some amazing things can happen a in lot a pretty of, short lot of amount of time. So before we were coming to Linux Fest Northwest, I had I'd contacted Chris and said, "Hey, would you be okay if I tried to get a Linux uh, rig up so that we wouldn't have to use the." You know that yeah, thing.
0: No, I didn't yeah. want to broadcast on a Mac. I didn't want to broadcast it. on a Mac. And, and
1: and it. and as 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 true to my testament of, of my uh, of my Linux banhammer, trying to ban Windows and Mac off of everything I come across, I said, well, maybe we could try it. So we tried it uh, about a week before, and I tried a couple pieces of software, and it wasn't quite working right. A little shaky. Um, we tried Snowmix. We talked about that, that on the no, show.
0: That did not work. Did not work at no, all. Snowmix did not work. For
1: so us. I get on the plane. I get out here, and of course, we didn't sleep uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday no. because we we're working on Angela's Who Mac. Who needs it? Who needs sleep? Who right? Needs Sleep. You got We're plenty of time got, to we sleep you have a huge fest coming up for What's the big deal? Right. The problem was, was that after that, uh, after not sleeping for like four days, I finally get to Sunday. Last is done. I'm like, whew, now I can relax the rest Ooh, of the week. What's the big deal now? And huh? then Chase had a family emergency.
0: Yeah. And so Chase, uh, last year, he did a bang up job. He really just nailed the live streaming, the switching, creating lower thirds on the fly as we brought guests. in. so we said, Chase, you got to come back here again. But circumstances didn't work out and he had all the gear. Yeah. So we had a backup piece of machinery, an old Hackintosh, but its time had passed. Either the motherboard or the CPU wouldn't work. We couldn't get it even to post. Right. And we didn't have another piece of
1: machinery. And on top of that, we didn't really have any software put on to the machine. So we, we tossed around a couple different ideas and eventually I was in my hotel room. I was up to like <clears throat> five in the morning trying to get OBS <laughs> working on my laptop. And eventually I come across this obscure uh, form post that says you have to have proprietary graphics cards. So we go back, and thank God for System76, because I can reload that machine yeah. in, like, 15 seconds flat. Yeah. And I get oh, I get Ubuntu 14.04 LTS reloaded onto on it. On the Bonobes. And we get OBS onto it, and lo and behold, it works. Well, that wasn't necessarily going to be the ideal streaming rig, because, you know, really, we've got a lot of different USB devices, and it only has, like, three USB and ports. And we've got a
0: lot of capture that we need to record to, to spinning disks because of the amount of storage we need, which isn't great in a laptop.
1: Yeah, because it only had one s- SSD. So... I kid you not, like 7.30 the night before we're leaving, we drive all the way to Renton, and we go into Fry's. Which, which is about you, an hour and a really half. You really like Fries. The-
0: I'll save that story for another time. Okay. I'm going to save that. So, I just, I, I, had a moment at Fry's again, and I got upset.
1: But it was highly entertaining. It would have made for great show content. Well, it will sometimes. I just, I have so, to let it pass. Yeah, I'm still yeah, angry. Yeah, okay. Get, get over that. Breathe. Okay. Breathe. Feel the anger, Chris so we we get to fries we buy a new motherboard we yes. get we get memory we yes. get the, we get the whole nine yards yeah. we get it home and we 're up to like Five in the morning Again. Uh, trying to get this computer to work. And as soon as I could pry Alan away from trying to do BSD tricks on, on Linux, yeah. uh, turns out Linux can install just fine. Yeah. And uh, we get OBS installed. We get all the drivers. Er, uh, actually, no, we didn't install any drivers because we are actually using the, the embedded Intel graphics, Intel graphics driver, yeah. and it worked just great. And so, so
0: hold on now. Now you're going on to long story short... Noah overnight built us an OBS broadcasting rig, which we are now broadcasting this episode, episode three hundred sixty-two, live from the floor of Linux Fest Northwest two thousand and fifteen under Linux using OBS live with cam- do some camera switching. Noah, so make it fancy I with lower thirds. Look I think at this! What it, I think All what it's, powered
1: by Linux. I think what it's fair to say, Chris, is that the Linux shows live
0: broadcast from Linux Fest Northwest runs, runs Linux. Linux. That's awesome. It's really cool. Now, there's still some issues we're working out. We may or may not have lip sync by the time you're seeing this. I don't know. It doesn't matter, does it? Because it runs under Linux, and we can work those issues out and make a rig that we can take with us to other Fests. So when we go to Linux Fest, we can broadcast there from Linux, which is super important to us. And so it might not be totally ready. Like, literally, we suspect the build that made it possible for us to do this was like two days old at the yeah. time we did this. Yeah. yeah that's how that down to the, the wire it was. It was a two-day-old build that made this possible. Mm-hmm. So that's how much on the edge we are. Um, I'm surprised we even did Ubuntu. We should have just gone rolling just to really.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, uh, yeah. We should have done Arch, actually. <laughs> yeah, really. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: We probably will on my test rig. But, um, you know, I, th- I think. Here, I think, show, them the, uh, show I th- them the website. I too, think cause we just. I it's, think... It's, it's, uh, the software we're using is, uh, is OBSproject.com. You guys have heard us talk about it before. OBSproject.com. It's worth checking out. Uh, go over there, and uh, if you, they run, they, it works on some other operating systems, too. I'm not familiar with those operating systems, Yeah, but I, I'm told
1: it does work on those. And, you know, the thing is, what other, what other podcasting network is doing this? I mean, there's a lot of podcasting networks that claim to really like Linux, but how what? many of them have a 100? I mean, you have Linux on your laptop. We have Linux on the broadcast machine. I have Linux on my laptop. We have no non-Linux devices. Who else can claim that? Oh, I you know,
0: know there's some podcasters that use Linux out there, but I think doing a live video production on location, I think yeah, this is a first.
1: Right, and and the thing is, and some of the some of the people, some of those guys, you know, they'll they'll use Google Hangouts, but that's really more of a vote of confidence to Google, not so much a yeah. vote of confidence to Linux. Yeah, that's true. Right, yeah, that's very true.
0: Hey, no, I'll tell you one way that helps make all this possible. Some of the Linux backend we use is our sponsor, and that's DigitalOcean, longtime sponsor of the Linux Action Show. And I recommend you guys check them out. Go over to DigitalOcean. Dot com right now and rock our promo code last digital to get a $10 credit then with the $10 credit you can try out their $5 rig two months for absolutely free DigitalOcean is a simple cloud hosting provider dedicated to offering the most intuitive and easy way for you, you my friends, to spin up your own cloud server and get started in less than 55 seconds, $5 a month for the server you can get 512 megabytes of RAM, a 20 gigabyte SSD, 1 terabyte of transfer and data, d- data centers all up in this place now they got them in Singapore, Amsterdam, London New York, San Francisco, Germanizel, they got a great data center in Germany Ger- Germanizzle, no. German Germanizzle. You've heard of Germanizzle?
1: Izzle of the German.
0: That's where the cool Germans hang out. Wow, German Germanizzle. They got a data center they are hooked up to the uh, Frankfurt thing yeah. with tons of bandwidth.
1: Can I R-sync Izzel? Yo, dude, my dropletizzle, dude. You can You can
0: shizzle. You're civil. I don't know, man. I'm losing it. That's all I got. But let me tell you what's great. Not not my horrible f- faux wrapping. It's DigitalOcean's interface. They have an intuitive interface, which power users can replicate on a much larger scale. with DigitalOcean's straightforward API. They just released their new version too, and it's crazy. Like I keep hearing about what things people do, and I'm like, God, I wish I was that smart. And then I remember I'm lazy, and that's okay because tons of other people are smart. That's right. And they've already made great apps for me to take advantage when I'm using DigitalOcean. You can take snapshots. You can destroy your machine, and you feel like a boss too. It feels like a James Bond villain when you click that delete button. Yeah. You notice yeah, that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can and then you can hit scrub data my yeah, data is secure. Like, I would like it like, erased.
0: Take that, NSA. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. That's I'm right. a baller. Yeah, so they, they, and then they have DNS management, one-click applications. They have a ton of distributions for you to choose from, including FreeBSD if you hate yourself. And they've also got Core... I'm kidding. FreeBSD is great. And they've got CoreOS, which is really top-notch. And I really recommend you check that out. This is where I have my own cloud instance. And we're using my own own cloud instance up on DigitalOcean yeah, to synchronize yeah. all of the media production files. So, like, all the lower thirds you're seeing or any of the art assets that we use during the production of the live stream we're syncing between my laptop and the OBS broadcast right. machine using a DigitalOcean droplet powered by OwnCloud for $5 a month. And when you use our promo code LASTDIGITAL, you get that $10 credit. You can try that out two months for absolutely free. Do it, people. DigitalOcean.com. Check it out. How,
1: I don't even know how we would have done this. You know, we we got here, and of course we didn't have time to do all the little minutia minutiae like, uh, like lower thirds and stuff, and so we're ready to go on the air, and I'm like... Chris, I need art assets. That's and you're right. like, hey, it's no problem. I'm just gonna drop it into your own cloud folder. And, and b- I was in the repo, so I just I add own cloud. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a really nice thing when you're you know, working with when
0: you're, when you got, yeah When you're working with Linux on all ends, mm-hmm. it's just it's just a quick installation away and you have the own cloud client and you're up and going and yeah. nothing extra need to be done. It's you know, wonderful. And
1: the other thing is too, is even with the, the the brief experience we had with Angela's Mac, it was simple things like moving files from one computer to the other. It was such yeah. a pain because yeah. you know Mac doesn't do XT4 and Linux doesn't really do HFS. And so yeah. there's like this weird thing, and now Home I take my my encrypted thumb drive I stick it in this box it just works
0: yeah buddy speaking of something else that we're using here on production uh, Noah give them a chat room shot there would you buddy Uh, oh hold on let's hear the announcement so they're doing here they're doing raffles here Uh, yesterday they uh, they raffled off a lot of really good stuff here at Linux Fest. But one of the things they raffled off, did you guys see yesterday they raffled off NT4? Did you see that? They gave away NT4 Workstation yesterday in part of the raffle. Yeah, like, that's a crazy one. So they're giving away all kinds of weird stuff here. But they are giving away, like, Chromebooks and, and like, an Ubuntu phone and things like that. All right, so let's talk about our desktop app. So you see the chat room shot here if you're watching the video version of Linux Action Show. This is Noah's go-to I, uh, IRC client and mm-hmm. uh, i so i really probably shouldn't tell, tell anybody more about it what's it called no and why
1: do you love it irssi and here's why i like it i spend a disproportionate of my time in the terminal <laughs> Yeah, you uh, do. and so it's it's one of those things where if i have the lowest common denominator it makes it really easy for me to to not have to think about some things and so i can uh, i can install irssi i run it kind of like you run quasel chris i have it on my on a, at a dedicated computer yeah and it maintains a persistent connection Which, to, and you do
0: like a screen s- session. I do
1: a screen session, yeah. and so when I get here, I can SSH from any computer that, yeah. even if I don't have a UI. right? I can SSH into my computer. I I I pull that screen session down, and then it's there. And then it, so at you have
0: an always running logs. Then.
1: Yeah. And then the other thing I have that I really like is inside of my house, I have a dedicated box that's running uh, awesome window manager, and I can full screen the my my terminal, and I bring up my screen session. I yeah. have irssi. Yep. Now, some people say, oh, it's not fully featured, and that's just simply not true, Chris. Because oh, if we what look, do they know? No. If we look here. I can load plugins to give me uh, colorful nicknames. There's there's
0: themes too. I mean, it's all Mm console-based, so it doesn't get too fancy, fancy. Right? There's lots of. Lots of themes you can load. There's lots of plugins to do automated functionality, right? So, mm-hmm. any you use particularly?
1: Uh, I have the I have the name the nick the nick colors uh, plugin used, and then I use a plugin called Highlight, which gives me two windows essentially. And the first window gives me all of my highlights, so I can right. uh, you know. So if somebody and then the nice thing is is it scrolls up at the top, so kind of like like you have Quassel set up yeah, to do. Yeah. So I can jump. I can maintain a connection to 100 and some rooms and jump to any one of those anytime I mention yeah. instantaneously.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you said, if uh, if you're on the terminal a lot, you could it's handy. Or if you like have a drop-down terminal like Uwake or Quake mm-hmm. uh, or um, Tilda, it's a great little uh, IRC client to drop in there. Absolutely. All right, so that's r i s s i, and uh, you can find it over at rssi.org. dot We'll have a link in the show notes. You probably already know about it, but it was one of those that we've used it here in production today. Right. And it was like a make good. Yeah. Because we yeah, haven't really yeah. picked it before, and it's your favorite. Uh, it is my IRC Client, so. All right. Now, this is something I came across uh, this week that I thought you guys might find interesting. Are you familiar with the old Red Alert and Command & Conquer? Did you guys ever play Command & Conquer? Yeah. Command & Conquer, right? Yeah? Yeah? Did you play it? Red Alert or any of those games? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Tesla coils are badass. Yeah. So here's the thing. No more, right? It's like they don't make it anymore. But Open Source is here to save the day. It's a project called OpenRA. And it is a back-end uh, engine that makes all of these games sort of possible again. Even ba- uh, browser-based games, and there is some demos. Now, they're not perfect, but there is some really good-looking demos of some of those classic games that we all loved, sort of brought back to life, using this engine. And some people have, like, uh, bootlegged art assets that they're loading on top of the engine, so it's like the real game. And other people have, like, really nice mock-up stuff. And so it's called OpenRA. And if you're into this kind of stuff, and you can see they, they've redone the UI quite a bit, and All these things to kind of make it look a lot like your old favorite games. And it is a bit rough. It is a bit rough. But this kind of stuff, it always makes me so excited. And with a little bit of time, this might be a pretty good replacement. So, anyways, you can find it at openra.net. And, of course, we'll have a link in the show notes. I loved this stuff growing up. Like, Dune 2000 was another great Mm -hmm. one. They're making that work again. Uh, They have 53 contributors, 1,000 commits to the project. Lots of stuff going. More than 2,000 files, uh, 210,000 lines. Uh, one of their busiest development cycles just happened. They just wrapped up with a brand-new release uh, yesterday, I believe. Yes. Uh, no, two days ago. Brand-new release two days ago, so I wanted to give them a little attention in our uh, open-source project. Spotlight. Open RA. See, these are the kind of games that
1: I can get into. And yeah, I don't man. do a lot of the, the big Steam stuff, but there are things from my childhood that I'm like, man, I'd love to pick that back well, up and, and play with that a little a, bit.
0: This is a killer game to play with a mumble room.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that'd be a good I know what f- I'm doing this yeah. week. Yeah, absolutely. I know what you I'm doing this mumbling.
0: week. All right, Noah. Well, let's do the news.
1: Hey, it's the news, and this episode is brought to you by...
0: Ting.com. Go to last.ting.com. Go there right now. You'll save $25 off your first device, or if you already have a Ting-compatible device, Broski, you'll save off your first month of service or more. $25 actually paid for more than my first month. What is Ting? Ting is mobile that makes... Come on, you guys know this. It's mobile that makes sense. Everybody knows that, right? It's mobile that makes sense. You only pay for what you use. It's a flat $6 a month for the line. And uh, then it's just your minutes, your messages, and your megabytes after that. Whatever you use, that's all you have to pay with Ting. And the great thing is Ting also has no-hold customer support. They have an incredible online dashboard. And now they also have a wide GSM network and CDMA network. So here at the Fest, I'm on the GSM network, and it is, I'm, I'm full bars.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and you were talking earlier today about how... This fest has been so much different than, than other fests because you've gotten to the point now where you can get, you can communicate with all of your, all of your people yeah. because all that goes through data and you have amazing data coverage oh yeah. inside of this building. I
0: love it, I love it. It's been, it's been super handy, it's been really, really great for connectivity when we're coordinating. And uh, the fact they only pay for what I use means this month I'll pay a little more, and most months I save so, so much money on overall. It's, I've saved over $2,000 over the last two years. Go to Ting dot com. Last.ting.com. That'll support this show and get you over there. You can also check out their savings calculator. And Noah, it wouldn't be a, uh, a news segment without an app pick from Kyra. She's got well something here. I'm not sure. why It's called Cheeky. I think I haven't seen this one before. Noah, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's check out I'm Kyra's Kyra app. And this
2: pick. is the <laughs> Ting app of the week. first step to recovery is admitting you have a problem. Checky will help you get your smartphone addiction under control. It shows you how often you wake your device every day. Be warned though, you might not like what you discover. Checky tracks and displays your daily patterns on a single simple page. Below that, you can view how often you looked at your device the previous day, along with a bar graph of the past week. If you want to keep your tech obsession in check, <laughs> check out Checky. It's available for free on Android and iOS. Links are directly below this video. Thanks for watching and click that subscribe button for more useful apps, unboxings, Ting tips, and more.
0: Thanks, Kyra. Go to last.ting.com to get started. Ting is mobile that makes sense, my mobile service provider, and uh, Noah's mobile service provider. And of course, should be your mobile service provider too, right, Noah? You know what? The,
1: uh, the
0: <laughs> I'm just telling them, I'm giving you the, this is the. Uh, I, 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 I'm watching you. I know. Are you switching to
1: Ting? Hey, wait, hold on.
0: Eyes is, on you. Is the internet in there? Yeah, dude, they're right there. Wow. How do you get
1: how do you get them all for that at tiny all,
0: little box? All of them should try Ting because they it's should. really cool. You know
1: what? You know, what uh, you know what's selling a lot of people on Ting? Oddly enough, it's not. Seven or eight hundred dollars smartphones. It's actually my twenty nine little dollar. Yeah, people love thing. that. I mean, every time I pull it out, yeah, it's so that. Small. How do you, yeah. how do you use that? It fits, fits in the wallet. I've charged it at one time. And I think it finally. I think it finally died the entire time I've been here. But I've also put a lot more use on it than I usually do. Yeah. that's been the way that Sarah and I have been communicating. It's a bat because, line with the wife. Well, because yeah, it keeps my other phone blows up right like, constantly and, so. and, the,
0: and it's constantly getting drained as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about something awesome that just happened. We're going to be chatting with somebody that works for the Debian project in just a little bit. But before we do that, let's celebrate Debian Eight. Debian Jesse has been released, and uh, it's official after about two years of almost consistent and constant hardcore Debian-style development. The new version is now out. Of course, it has improved UEFI support. It defaults to SystemD for the init system. And as always, everybody, tons and tons of package updates. Uh, So uh, congratulations to uh, Debian again. Always exciting to see it released from the Debian project. So many things built off Debian that if you don't mention it, um, it's like disrespecting your elders.
1: Yeah, yeah. D- and Debian is one of those, uh, I-, I see Debian as one of those crotchety distros where like that. Wow, like dude. The, well, not, not in a bad way, but just like the people that want to, they want to install once and they don't want to touch it and they want to sit at a, at a very stable platform for sure. a very long time. Sure. And the, honestly, Chris, I fall more into that boat than I do the arch boat. You know, mm-hmm. where because, I, you know, I, I like things to just... So you're saying you're an old to, crotchety? Yeah, yeah,
3: okay. basically, basically. I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. I'll go
0: with that. I think it's a legitimate... I think old crotchety is a, a legitimate use for it, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then, if you want something a little fresher, but also maybe a little familiar, Ubuntu 1504 released this week, based off Debian, of course, to so see if you get the reference there. Uh, so we've got all of our favorite flavors of Ubuntu now available. Uh, Kubuntu 1504 with a video is up. Uh, Ubuntu Gnome Edition 1504. Rocking with the latest GNOME 3.14 updates. Yeah, I said GNOME 3.14. Ubuntu 1504 and our buddy Ubuntu Mate 1504. Ubuntu Mate mm. is one of our favorites, and in fact, that's what we're using on our production rig. Not 1504; we're using 1404, but Ubuntu right. Mate nonetheless. A fantastic release of the Mate desktop environment. Uh, it really, I think, is shining in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys have added uh, some really nice uh, compass effects. They're just a click away. You can do the layout decorator just one click away. In fact. Um, so much. I'll link to it. I'll link to it in the show notes as well. So much is going on. The web update did a big uh, write-up on it, and I recommend you guys go over and check out web updates write-up on it too, as well as uh, OMG Ubuntu, which you get. You've got uh, VLC replacing Totem. You've got Tilda for the drop-down uh, terminal. You've got the layout generators. It's really good. Uh, they're using Light DM for the GTK greeter, uh, which makes desktop switching a possibility under Ubuntu Mate now. And like I said... Uh, not just Compiz, but also support for GNOME client-side decorations in Matei. Right. So Ubuntu Mate 1504, I think, is an exciting release of all of this. We've also got Zubuntu and Kylan uh, released, which also look really great.
1: You know, the thing is, uh, Ubuntu Mate. I can't stop talking enough good things about Ubuntu Mate simply because I use it so much. And it, I, I can honestly say, I don't think anything else even crossed my mind. When, I went to load, when we went to load this machine, I just... I knew I wanted the desktop to get out mm. of the way and be as low resource mm. as possible mm. which because I wanted to save those resources for you know all of the camera stuff that we were going to be doing yeah and so natu- keep, I just keep remit. it lean and mean right and so and the thing is we're at uh, we're at thirty six percent CPU utilization and that's with one two three uh, four four camp four four capture devices yeah, yeah. you know and plus yeah. but and plus the audio yeah uh, plus I'm doing a transfer right now yeah. and I've got all of those and and 36.6 I mean that's yep. that's impressive. Yeah, I
0: agree with you. I agree with mm-hmm. you very much. I think it's a I think it's a, it's been a perfect release. The LTS mm-hmm. is the perfect balance. And uh, yeah. Yeah, hey Matt, do you want to join us before we wrap up the news segment? Let's have Matt come over and join us real quick. We'll yeah, have that'd be outstanding. We'll have Matt jump in and get his you know Matt's been coming here for years, so I'm sure he's got some impressions of uh, Linux Fest Northwest. So Matt, grab that headset right there so that way you can hear us, because you know it gets a little loud up in this business. So Matt, you've been coming. You're like, a, I mean, I'm not going to say an old salt, but you're kind of a Linux Fest He's, old he salt. Has a, he
1: has a Linux. He has a seasoned Linux Fest yeah. enthusiast. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. So, what do
0: you think of uh, what do you think of uh, Linux Fest Northwest so far this year? Has this been this uh, year
1: has been definitely
2: I would say it's comparable with last year. Um, definitely busier than the year before. Mm-hmm. And then looking historically back at actually where everything has gone, it's uh, it's amazing because I remember back when you really didn't have this kind of. You know, volume.
0: Yeah, for sure, it was right? a totally it was, different world. It was a couple hundred people, um, and then really a few hundred people, and, and now it's thousands maybe? Oh, 2,000? Yeah. I, I don't would know.
2: say 1,500 plus, yeah. 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 give or take. Yeah. The,
1: the estimate, I think, they were, it was 1,400 last year, I think right. was the estimate, right? right? I believe so. so. And I, this is bigger.
2: Oh, yeah, no, yeah. easily. And I even for Sunday, this is busier on a Sunday. Historically, Sundays are a slower yeah, day. Yeah,
1: they're the slower day.
2: Yeah, and. Um, What's you your know. take
0: on the pulse of the community? Do you, th- do you see any changes overall? You think it's. Uh, I mean, what do you think? Like any evolutions in uh, the user base and well, things like that.
2: Microsoft is becoming much uh, slyer in their uh, getting, getting you to uh, yeah. participate, being they are a sponsor this year.
0: Yeah, that that is a big <laughs> thing. In fact, I think we're going to talk. I think we're going to spend yeah. a little time talking to them because cool. uh, it seems like they are like the biggest presence here. Yeah,
2: I think the, I think change in management. There, there's definitely been a shift in the uh, way. That they're perceiving things and the way they're being interacted with, so that's really cool. Because I know in previous years it was kind of a cold shoulder for them. Yeah. This year the yeah. reception's been much warmer, so that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I think
1: the cotton candy helped with that. The
2: cotton candy, and also if you wanted to go to the after party, you're talking with them. Yeah, so, you had to go yeah. to their,
0: yeah, you had to go to their booth <laughs> to go to the after party. <laughs> Which, you know Just,
2: what? I, I, as a marketing guy, I give them props for that. <laughs> I really do. It's like, hey, you know what? That
0: was pretty smart, it's huh? Yeah, that smart. was a good move. Very it's smart. It's very clever. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know. Well, uh, Matt, I uh, so two days worth of it, and uh, every year I think I think I'd say it again. I'd come again. I would do it again.
2: Oh yeah, I've been, you know I've been coming off and on for years, and um, every year it never ceases to disappoint.
0: Yeah, know? no yeah. matter what. Yeah, I'm Still not getting into the sessions, but other than that, I'm pretty happy.
2: No, uh, the sessions is one of those things to where you're either really on track with what you want to listen to, or maybe mm-hmm. you're not the right uh, candidate to watch. You know, it just depends.
1: Well, that, that's part of it, and I think the other thing is, too, is it, it kind of sort of goes against what you and I are trying to accomplish here, right? The yeah. whole idea of coming to this is to get out, shake hands, meet people, yeah. talk to people. Yeah. You I don't mean, do that in sessions, yeah. really. And, you know, the other thing is, too, is, and they're not even a sponsor of the right, show, is right. is I have Linux Academy for that now. When I used to sure. go to get a lot of my information, I'm yeah. now doing a lot yeah. of that from Linux Academy. Yeah. Yeah. That is true.
2: I mean there are certain a benefit from meat space. Like I was thinking about Blender. They're doing a Blender presentation here. You know, yeah. Catching something like that might make sense. But it, especially if you have like direct questions and you really want to make that individual right. contact. Right. But I think it works in the conjunction nice. with uh, Linux, Linux Academy and that yeah. you're able to True. kind of uh, plug in in both methods, uh, both long-term and immediate. Sure. So, well,
0: Matt, I hope you have a great rest of the yeah. show and we'll be kicking around for a little while still. We have a little Cheers. bit more show left. So thank you, sir, for stopping by and chatting with us. Bye. All right, so uh, that'll be it for the uh, new segment of Linux Action Show. We're going to collect any more news that drops in between now and when this show came out, and we'll cover that in the catch-up segment on Linux Unplugged on Tuesday. But Matt just hinted uh, the Microsoft booth is undeniably the largest presence here, and I normally wouldn't say it, but I think it's time the Linux Action Show sits down and talks with Microsoft. We're going to have a chance to chat with a few folks from the floor of Fast Northwest 2015 from the beautiful Pacific Northwest here in Bellingham, Washington. Man, I love saying that. But first, I've got to take a talk about our segment sponsor, System76. And we have something kind of cool to share with you guys today. System76 hooked us up with one of their Meerkat desktop computers. The whole computer fits in this box. Yeah. And it has a really cool custom art. Mm-hmm. Works, and, uh, and the And the Meerkat is powering the display that you can't quite see behind us. It's just right. out of the camera shot. Uh, And it's been driving visuals for the booth all fast. It's been
1: running like a boss.
0: Yeah. So System76 has a bunch of great rigs designed to run Linux for you, so that way they save hassle and you have to reload the rig or anything like that. All the drivers work. Everything's just fine. It's a really great experience. Mm -hmm. Go to System76.com and get yourself a fantastic PC and tell them the Linux Action Show sent you. No, I'm super excited to welcome Mark to the Linux Action Show. Mark Hill is the VP of... Open Source Sales and Marketing at Microsoft, and undoubtedly Microsoft has had a huge presence at the fest this year, Mark, so welcome to the show.
3: Thank you very much, Chris. I'm very happy to be here.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, let's start with, uh, you guys have a heck of a presence. I mean, you, you're giving out uh, uh, cake, uh, cotton candy, uh, sponsoring beer at the after party, so uh, Microsoft seems to be pretty, pretty interested in making a good splash here. What's going on there?
3: Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's a new world. It's a new it world. So. It seems so. like maybe it really, truly is. It's a new world, and I, I'm very uh, pleased to be the first guy at Microsoft to ever have the title yeah, <laughs> of open is. source sales and marketing. That
0: is pretty impressive, yeah, isn't it?
3: We're actually building a, a, a very large business around open source at Microsoft. We're investing heavily uh, into uh, open source technologies to run on our cloud, on our Azure cloud. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, our mission at Microsoft is to go and help customers uh, uh, build their cloud environments and uh, and so uh, when you look at what customers have today, there's a, you know, they've got a mixture, uh, a whole environment of everything that yeah. they've acquired over the last 20 years. And so if we want to be a true cloud provider, we've got to provide first-class services across every technology, including Linux and open-source solutions. And so that's what we're investing in.
0: And how much, uh, how much of a culture adjustment is it? So when I, think of, you know, when I think of it, it seems like on the face of it, it's pretty much a, it's, it is, it's enabling Azure to answer a custom need. A, a customer need. And that mm-hmm. seems pretty straightforward on the face of it. But internally, it seems like that would constantly be coming up with project conflicts or, or things that would seem like maybe it would sort of conflict with the general nature of the internal development cycle of at Microsoft. Sort of, anti, and not anti-competitive, but in a sense sort of enabling technology stacks on on Linux, in a sense, means that it might enable somebody to choose not to use Windows. That must have been a transition culture-wise.
3: Yeah, I can tell you, uh, at, at an engineering level, right from our own, uh, CEO, Satya Adela down, there is no no debate about this whatsoever. You know, he's said many times, we shouldn't write the line of code that hasn't already been written, or that has already been written. And, uh, and so you see a lot of the solutions that we're bringing out on Azure, our uh, open source solutions. So think of our, our big data solution, uh, it, uh, HD Insight. It runs on Linux. It runs on Windows. It's just purely Hadoop that we've taken and making as, hmm. as a service. And so we keep doing that. From an engineering point of view, it's very very clear. So well, now to be clear, it's going to take a while for all of the folks in sales and marketing Microsoft who've been selling sure, Microsoft yeah, yeah. solutions yeah. to change. And that's just, what my job is. It's is going and change if, that.
1: If I may ask, what did you do before? Um, before <laughs> you, you know, before <laughs> yeah. you
3: before you went to okay. Before I took this role. Yeah. So I'm a long term. I've been at Microsoft 23 years. And so I've run geographies. I ran the Africa business for Microsoft. I've worked in the security group. I've run part of the enterprise business. I've been all over the company, mainly in a sales and marketing capacity. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, the reason I I was asked to take this role is because I'm kind of a a change agent in Microsoft. I do a lot of uh, kicking butt, making people change, getting people to see a light. And so uh, my job is to 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 get our company, our sales and marketing folks, to understand what we do, how this adds value to our platform, and how to talk to customers about
1: it. What drives you to Linux? What like what is it? What is it that that kind of lights the fire? That you say you said you were you were really pleased to be the first person to have that title. Why is it that that open source and and Linux, I, I suppose particular, we're at a Linux yep, Fest, yep. is is so important to you?
3: Well, it's all about customers. You know, I'm a customer guy. We mm-hmm. go to customers, and we want to go and satisfy their needs. Hey, I've got now a full toolbox to go and meet their needs, and so that's yeah. purely it.
1: So it's not so much—it's not so much any particular technology in general. It's the customer wants this, and that's where the demand is. So Microsoft is going to meet the demand. Is that?
3: We're going to meet the demand and make a great job out of it, giving them the most secure place to put their uh, their Linux solutions. Uh, uh, going to customers who are battling to scale their MySQL database running on Linux. Putting on an Azure and doing ge- uh, a clustering and geo-replication, for example, uh. so, you know, it's helping customers do what they need to do.
0: What about um, integrating? So, uh, going back to that, uh, that was an interesting line, Saatchi says, uh, of no, re- no really, it's essentially, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. If there's code already written, we don't need to write another line of it. Uh, does that also mean that Microsoft is looking at ways of adopting open source internally, so building Microsoft yeah. products on top of open source or around open source?
3: Yeah, so that, that's worth a, a, a more deeper follow-up uh, with the appropriate folks at Microsoft. But we, 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 we have changed the way we, our uh, internal rules and the internal approach to building software. We now have a, a, a project management group that helps all of our developers uh, actually start using open source appropriately. Really? Uh, uh, you know, we're doing so much work around open source. We've got to, uh, you know, we've got this group that professionally manages that, that shows people how to do it, how to contribute back. Uh, how to take code and put it in appropriate products. Yeah. Uh, if you think about what we do around uh, uh, Hadoop, if you think about .NET, we took .NET, yeah. We, yeah. we open-sourced that. So how do we keep building on that? You know, we're building an open-source product. Right. So uh, the answer is definitely yes. We're, we're, uh, we use open-source uh, for our products. We contribute to open-source uh, projects. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of that runs on Linux, and uh, we got to make sure Linux runs as a first class citizen on all of our cloud properties.
0: So what's sort of the next move? Uh, it seems like community involvement's a big part of it, being here at the Fest, yep. uh, reaching out to people and kind of saying this is what we're interested in, this is what we do now. So it seems like messaging is the current yep. phase, is there sort of a next like n- thing on the horizon to sort yeah, of well, moving forward?
3: we're putting, uh, you know, the way we run our business around the world is we have these uh, these business group leads that run the various products uh, segments that we, the various products that we make at Microsoft. We're putting in open source leads in every subsidiary. Hmm. And I'm hiring them around the world, and their job is to, is to. Uh, we've got a, a, a set of products we sell. We've got a set of uh, solutions that we go and offer customers.
0: So what does and, that mean? What does that mean exactly? So major major areas of the company will have an open source advocate?
3: Yeah, so every subsidiary, every every country in the world has a Microsoft subsidiary that
0: will you be know, the, with the customers. chief the open source.
3: And there we have an open source lead who's the, who's in charge of the open source business. Okay. And they talk to all the sales people and the technical people and yeah. the services people in country, train them uh, about our open source offerings, and sure. then help them go to customers and talk to customers about it.
0: Fascinating. That is really encouraging. So it really is truly a company worldwide of effort. Oh, absolutely. Because it seems like a huge shift to turned so, for a worldwide company So if like you that.
3: think of our, our Azure cloud business, it's a massive business, mm. billions of dollars. 22 uh, percent of that today runs on a 22 uh, percent of all the cycles that take that uh, run on Azure every day uh, comes from a Linux operating system already.
0: Hmm. Do you and see so, that growing?
3: Oh yes, oh yes. There's a huge demand out there, and you know it's it's a demand. Customers say, "Hey, I got I got this landscape. I got all this uh, this infrastructure. Right. I want to move to the cloud. Whether it's Windows or Linux, you know." To answer your earlier question, this is not about trying to convince someone to go uh, to use a Linux server or use a, a Windows server. That's already been chosen by customers. It's about now helping them
0: deploy right.
3: that effectively. Right. And, and quite frankly, in the year I've been in this role, I've never been in a situation ever where it's been a, a conflict with a Microsoft product or an open source solution. It's just the, the customers we engage with have already chosen that. It's about how to get it done now. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, We've still got a lot of products at Microsoft. We'll continue to sell. We're a successful business. Now we've just got a bigger business.
0: Right. That's fascinating, too, because uh, as, uh, as Azure takes off, Microsoft's really in a good position to sort of bridge the old Windows uh, uh, on-premise uh, 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 sort of home turf advantage and the cloud advantage. Yep. And a lot of those people that were looking at sort of going off-premises to the cloud were probably considering a transition to Linux at that time, potentially. And so Azure is there to sort of fill yep. that need.
3: And we provide this hybrid cloud approach where you can put your, your solutions, some of it in the cloud, some of it on-premise, and with our new management solutions we got now, whether it's Linux or Windows, you can manage that hybrid uh, uh, movement between so, the cloud and also to AWS and Google. And, and what about
0: multiple, like managing multiple distributions, like Red Hat oh, and Ubuntu? Oh yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah. So uh, it's our mission to be able to make every Linux distribution uh, a first-class citizen on the Microsoft cloud, and we invest heavily, heavily in that.
0: Do you release which distributions are the most popular on Azure?
3: Uh, we don't do that, but you know, it, it's. Uh, I'll tell you now. Uh, uh, kind of mimicking the market, yeah. you know, Azure mimics the market, so whatever right. is out there. So you find Ubuntu is the, by volume is the most popular. I would sure. say. Sure. Okay. Uh, you know, but there's certainly uh, when you have. Ubuntu, is that in the
0: millions of instances?
3: Yeah, yeah, there's certainly millions. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. But that was a shame, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot. Many millions, yeah, many millions. Many okay. millions, there's a lot. <laughs> many millions, all right. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, it's a uh, you know, when you look at uh, uh, cloud infrastructure like Azure, it's just humongous. Yeah, it's just it
0: sounds huge. like it boggles the mind.
3: Yeah, and the whole point is to be able to uh, bring out the management uh, yeah. suite so and that make you it can manageable, manage right? it on, yeah, you, yeah. whether it's uh, whatever distribution of Linux or Windows, manage it on and premise you, and, you, and in it's all
0: web based so you can manage it from a Linux oh, machine Yeah, teams? Absolutely, yeah, oh, cool.
3: absolutely. So, uh, and, uh, and then also, but just to be clear, also making sure that you can move these instances to AWS or Google if you want to. I didn't know that. Yeah, so our intention is to be a, 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 a cloud provider that allows the customers to do what they need to So
0: the instances are portable? Yeah. Hmm. That's really cool too. Well, so, Mark, if uh, people are watching and they want to know more about this, where would, where would you recommend they check out?
3: So I suggest uh, you can go to Microsoft.com slash openness, uh, uh, and there's our site there. there you can uh, get hold of us at uh, Open at Microsoft on Twitter. Uh, you know and uh, just simply go to the site you can ask us questions and we can all uh, go if you're uh, around the world listening to this every microsoft subsidiary has now got an open source lead just contact them they'll point you to them that's some great news and uh, we'll take you to one of our seminars we'll bring you in we'll chat with you great uh, yeah
0: well thank you very much well, mark well
3: thank you so much for giving us the opportunity yeah. to we talk really to appreciate
0: listeners. it yeah keep up the great work it's fun thank you good seeing you sure they had uh, they had cotton candy at their booth which yeah. was a hit
1: yeah it was they went all out i mean in you know it's what it's 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 fun because if I was Microsoft, I'd be a little afraid to show up to Linux Fest yeah. Northwest. Well, each
0: year they kind of step it up a bit more. And before uh-huh. you got OpenRA working, nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So uh, here we go. Uh, if you mind putting the headset on, that way you can hear us okay, and we'll be able to hear you. Uh, so we have our next guest, and uh, now uh, are you? You're not. Are you actually with Microsoft, or are you with the Debian project? I do both. You do both. So you work at Microsoft. Is that yes. a recent uh, development?
4: No, yeah, I've been with Microsoft since uh, 2010.
0: <laughs> All right. So Jose Miguel, right? Yes. Welcome to Linux nice Action, Show. It's great to have you here. I've, so I, I know I've heard your name online many times, and uh, so can you tell the audience a little about what you do for the Debian project and Microsoft?
4: Sure. So. Um, been working with Debian uh, since 2005 or so. Um, I decided to join as a developer uh, around 2007. I started with XMMS. Um, cool. And then I uh, brought Nginx to Debian. Now there's a team behind it. Yeah. I've been doing some other stuff in Debian. I have some other packages there. Um, uh, special interest on Perl programming. Uh, and also developing local communities when I was based out of Latin America. Hmm. Um, and then 2010, I joined Microsoft to do Open Source Strategy, and I moved here uh, to the... Uh, Pacific Northwest Washington state, yeah. So,
0: uh, as a as a Linux user, what made you decide to take a job at Microsoft? Were you tepid trepid, about that, or was it seem did it seem like a slam dunk at the time?
4: It seemed like a challenge, and it still is. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, and you know it's um, it's it's interesting to be having this conversation, not just generally about open source, but s- specifically about Debian. Um, mm-hmm. When I moved to the U.S., I realized, you know, uh, uh, the realities in Latin America where Debian is something that is considered broadly across the board by customers. Um, it's not like that here. You know, you have a, a stronger RPM. Um, right. community, and right. You know, if you don't want to pay for your, for your Linux, then you have CentOS or right. Fedora. And, uh,
0: you have Ubuntu out there that's pretty strong, too, over here.
4: Cor- correct, but that's, that's, more, that's been more of a recent development. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, part of my, uh, I do a lot of things with regards to open source at Microsoft, but part of, uh, you know, one of the things I enjoy the most is talking about Debian, uh, talking about the APT, talking about sure. uh, package development.
0: It's interesting because Debian, being a non-commercial distribution, it seems like it wouldn't naturally get a lot of attention inside Microsoft.
4: Yeah, it's, um, so, so let me start by saying that customers want it, therefore, you know, ah. we'll do it. Uh, but it poses some challenges, because Microsoft's uh, uh, used to working with partners to get things done. Right, yeah, who do they I
0: interface mean, with? And, correct. Yeah. And,
4: you know, the the canonical, you know, what's the canonical of the Debian space, mm-hmm. and, you know, you get, you have that kind of uh, uh, company for SUSE, for right. CentOS, right. etc., but you don't have it for Debian. Right. Um, However, there's strong community uh, demand as well, and you'll see it on uh, BM Depot, for example, which is where Azure community, Azure users bring community images. Yeah, oh, okay. uh, So you'll see a bunch of data and stuff there as
0: well. Hmm. So uh, what is that, so you started, you started really before Microsoft was publicly talking very much about open source and Linux. I mean, they were, but maybe still in somewhat of a negative connotation, really. It was sort of transitioning when you joined, but... How is that, watching that from the inside? Have you been, do you see a big change from the inside? Because it seems like a change from the outside.
4: Yeah, so a lot of people uh, tell me, look, you have a fifth of your cloud customers today using Linux, so you have a story and then you can you know, go and talk about Linux and open source more freely what did you talk about five years ago? Um, the mm. conversation was about standards. Uh, it was about document format. if you remember the entire yes. OpenXML yep. ODF <clears throat> discussion of uh, 2007 or so. Right. And then after that discussion, you know, OpenXML was made an, an, an ISO standard, yet the Office 2007 service pack 2 and all the, the future versions of Office came to support ODF as well. And mm. today, you know, if you... Uh, you get a new computer Windows 8, you'll get WordPad, for example, with ODF support. Yeah. So, you know, the easiest way to open uh, an, an open office or a office-produced document today in Windows is a Microsoft WordPad? product. <laughs> so, it's funny. it's really interesting. So, yeah, the conversation has been evolving. We didn't have Azure back then. Yeah. Then we had, like, this Azure thing, which was really passed first, and you yeah. had to use Visual Studio to package your application. There was some PHP support, but it wasn't really right. what the customers wanted. Right. Then there was the VMs, and now there's this broad thing where you know uh, you can be consuming machine learning solutions in the cloud using R and Python. It, it seems, seems normal. It
0: seems like uh, in a, when it comes to Microsoft's uh, adoption of an implementation of Azure and Linux, it, it, it almost seems like Microsoft has moved unfathomably fast in a way that I've Never seen the company move before, so I think the rest of the public is sitting up, going, ah, this can't be real." Well, because uh, Microsoft doesn't move that fast; they don't change on a dime like that. They wouldn't just change their tune like that. That's that's not how it happens. Yeah. Big companies it, like that don't it, change. It's,
1: it's only been just a couple of years, um, you know. And and you talk about you talk about Ubuntu being a, you know a, a recent project, right? And that's. You know, we're talking, what, 10 years or so? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and, and that t- t- in some ways, I'm happy to hear that because if you consider Ubuntu to be a recent project, that means that you've obviously been along with Linux for much longer than that, right?
4: Yeah, well, the credit for the pace of innovation is not Microsoft, it's open source. You know, it's they're the, they're, there's just a lot of innovation in the open source software and open, open hardware space, open standard space, open cloud space, etc. Right. that it forces companies and customers to make decisions uh, more right. rapidly.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. So is, is there very much open source behind Azure? I mean, besides the operating systems that run on it, is there, I, I assume it's probably mostly like a Hyper-V platform, but is there some open source that orchestrates Azure to some degree that you know
4: of? Well, there's value in uh, abstracting the operating system and the hypervisor sure. layer for customers. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what we think it's, it's attracting open source uh, practitioners to Azure is the fact that you can go beyond the VM. So you have the VM, you can do whatever you want in your Linux VM, but you can also get grab from things that you need. Let's say yeah. you need Active Directory. In the past, oh, you would have to roll Windows Server, right. install primary domain controller, use Kerberos right. and LDAP. Now yeah. you have Azure AD. It's Saml, OAuth, WS Federation. Active use it Directory from your is application. just it's just a service that you can yeah, have. and it's a web. You know, you don't have to use those protocols anymore. You don't have the the, the compatibility issues of the past right. and whatnot. So that's what's what's really exciting when when you talk about open source and Azure. I see. Well, it's it's beyond the VM. Uh, the 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 layer where it runs is still going to be abstracted and it's going to be a highly optimized version of Windows Server, Hyper-V, Nano right. Server, the things that are coming in the future. Right. yeah. Um... But, but there's those open source hooks across all the components of the platform
0: today. Um, so going back to Linux and at Microsoft a little bit, uh, do you run Linux at your desktop at Microsoft? I do. And how, Is that very common? Like you say there's a handful of people or there are hundreds of people? How, how, what's that picture like?
4: It's somehow common. You know, people think, uh, you know, we all use Explorer and, and you know, and, we're forced yeah. to use Bing, et cetera. Uh, it's pretty, you know. It's pretty much whatever you need to get the job done, as long as it's uh, reasonable. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of, there's a strong Mac community, uh, and there is a, a growing Linux community. And if you're gonna well.
0: run Linux, is there like a Microsoft? Like, we want you to run Ubuntu this, or is it whatever you're comfortable with?
4: Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, there's no Microsoft Linux. If that's sure, the question, yeah, no. Um But uh, most people use Ubuntu. Yeah. Uh, also, sorry, it's you know when you talk about Yammer Skype. Nokia, all yeah. those companies that came into market they're right. all Linux users, right? right. Yeah, they yeah. all have Ubuntu in their desktops right. or any, any, you know... So some of those companies Linux. came in
1: running Linux. Correct. Right. So how do you deal with the applications that are specifically written for, win- or for Windows? So, for example, Microsoft Office, there's no Linux port, right? And I would assume that with inside a company that makes an Office suite, you would be using that Office suite. So... You're telling me that on your desktop, working at Microsoft, you can't use the products that Microsoft makes. How does that work in, inside of the? I mean, it must make kind of difficult to, to email documents back and forth.
4: Well, it's all browser, and so um, you know. Obviously, Exchange and Outlook, it's a, it's a, a browser application. Okay. But even PowerPoint, Excel, and Word are browser replications that yeah. run on okay. Linux. And you know, it's actually supported for our customers as well. Hmm. Okay. So w- we do a lot of that. There are challenges. Um, so Link, it's a, it's a tool we use for uh, unified communications. Yes. You know, codecs and, and support that's specific to Windows and Mac. Right. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, you can use your phone, your desk phone. You can use your cell phone to, to, to work around it. Uh-huh. Um, but the new versions of of uh, Link that we're not calling Skype for, for Business, uh, there is that uh, kind of like browser support for rich mm. audio video conferencing. Okay, thing.
1: interesting. So, do you see Microsoft in the future getting to a point where they say, "Listen, because open source is getting so important to us, and because people are using it on the desktop uh, at Microsoft, now it's time to to maybe get some of those applications over, like it, not just a web port, but actually getting like native applications." Do you see that happening in the future, maybe?
4: Well. Still, you know, numbers still come in, and there was a recent uh, U.S. government survey, I think, on what's being used in government desktops here in the U.S., and sure. said, you know, it kind of mirrored what we know. It's like 2% of the PC market, etc. So there's still, I think, going to be a lot of att- attention put to those numbers. Uh-huh. Uh, however, there's no reason why, if it's working in the browser, there's no reason why yeah. it should cripple it for Linux or for any other platform. It should be a rich experience for us. So I, I do expect more of that. Mm-hmm. Um I also think that uh, uh, you know acknowledging those Linux users uh, is something that's happening today, um, and you'll see it. You know, you're seeing your phone, for example, mm. right? Like you know, Office for Android and that type of thing. Yeah. there are some building basic basic blocks that need to be in place. .Net needs to be able to run on Linux, and we need to have a compiler with a mm. decent uh, framework and all yeah. that, that stuff.
0: So that stuff's happening now, really.
4: That stuff is happening now. You know the the builds are passing for Linux in uh, a bunch of .NET projects, and uh, we expect the Mono project. It's a strong partner to kind of pick up on those on those pieces we are open sourcing as well. Cool. Uh, and we kind of rely on the community. Those news are more exciting to the .NET community, sure, yeah, the yeah, Microsoft yeah, yeah, community, yeah, yeah, than yeah, yeah. the rest of the open source community. Yeah, yeah. But but it's, uh, it's a it's it's,
0: a, it's, a, it's an important infrastructure piece, though. Correct. Well, is there anything else you want to touch on?
4: Look, uh, we're really glad to be here. Uh, this is a local event that's a really good yeah. institution. Isn't it a great one, too? It's great. Yeah. We love it. And... Um we're investing more in, you know, in, in this Pacific Northwest region. Uh, attending the the events that might cool. not be technology specific, it might not be a chef thing or might not be a Docker thing. Right. It's a general Linux and open source thing. We want to be there as well. That's as fun. long as we're welcome, we'll be here.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you very much for stopping by. It was a great chat. Fascinating to hear all the work you guys are doing. So keep up the great work thank with you. Debian and Microsoft. Yes. Thanks absolutely. very much. Thanks a lot. I, uh, I could picture myself. I could be, uh, I would probably, I think I feel like I'd probably need Outlook, but I could do yeah, it. I could yeah, do yeah, it. I could be at Microsoft yeah. running Linux. Yeah, I mean. It, it, I'd be it's, an island of open source tranquility. You know,
1: here, yeah, I was going to say, well, here's the thing. I wouldn't be an island. I'd be, well, I'd be an island, but I'd be an island like spills out all the time. You right, know? right. Can you imagine putting me at Microsoft? Like, hey, buddy. Uh, can you come help me with this problem? Yeah, sure. Hey, I see you're running Windows. Did you want some help?
0: Yeah, right? Exactly. I, I can see that. Oh, you know what you could do if you want to fix that? Install Ubuntu. Yeah. Right? Be your, like, you'd be so obnoxious everywhere you went. And you'd yeah. be doing that yeah. constantly. Yeah, it would be terrible. All right. So Angela is joining us. She's going to talk, give us an update on her Linux switching experience.
5: Hello, Angers. Hi.
0: So uh, you've, do you have the yoga with you today? Or
5: Yeah. You, well, yeah.
0: Do you have it with you right now? No. Oh, Okay, well, so for those of you who haven't listened to this week's Linux Unplugged, uh, Angela switched over to a uh, from a MacBook running Linux to a Yoga Three running Linux, and we sold the MacBook on eBay.
1: Yep, a viewer bought it. Yeah, and uh, and he he wanted to uh, he wanted to say that he purchased it specifically to support it, and so a huge thank you to him because who is it? Uh, he didn't give a screen. He has his eBay name, oh. and I don't know if he wants that. Oh, oh, okay.
5: Yeah. I thought you said his name. Because so. yeah.
0: he's probably selling some cool. dirty stuff. So anyways, so what do you think, Ange, of the Yoga 3 and the Linux desktop so far? I know you've been busy. At the, I know you haven't had yeah, a lot of time. I really but
5: haven't had a lot of time. But it is really cool. I'm really looking forward to doing some touchscreen stuff, which I would have never, you know, like. Guess I mean, that? I know, you know, yeah. iPads are touchscreen. But I don't know. Is, yeah. there, is there something about my workspace Having yeah. that ability, yeah. pinch and zoom is cool um, in the
0: web browser and stuff. And, yeah, I yeah. am
5: going to have to change my default web browser though because Firefox doesn't respond to some of the touchscreen stuff. Yeah. Right, yeah, I did yeah, find yeah. that out. Yep. Yeah, um, there
0: is a few things they're working on, but yeah, that is a bit of an issue.
5: Another thing that we need to do is uh, we talked about my edited photos in iPhoto. Yeah, right. Uh, we just imported all of the, the originals, the originals. Yeah. But we're going to take the originals that have been edited and move those to the cloud and just import the edited versions. That way I have both available Yeah, um, but I won't have this problem again.
0: Yeah, that'll be good. And uh, the battery life's been pretty good, the performance's been pretty good, uh, so we'll just keep, we'll keep monitoring on if you have any questions and we'll update people maybe in unplug next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: No, no. I, I just had a, a 3D selfie scan <laughs> in a trailer outside. <laughs> yeah? How was that? It was interesting. There's a big hole in my head so I have to go back and get scanned again. Oh,
0: <laughs> Did you run away so you could come down here and chat yeah, with us? Yeah, yeah I, I
5: didn't want to. It. it felt like it took a while, but we got a. It's, it'll be on Women's Tech Radio. We have the whole interview of, of there. It's a new business, so cool. It is really cool. What do you think of the fest this year? It's great. You think it's bigger than last year? It is bigger. Yeah, yeah. Seems today, to over Today is actually a lot more busy than I expected. You know, normally people are yeah. breaking down their booths by yeah, now.
0: Yeah, we got a good crowd here now, and yeah. uh, it seems like the crowd continues to fill in. Um, I wonder if we can get numbers. You might ask Bill over there uh, when, when yeah. you're walking around if we can get some numbers on.
1: Before we get too far off the yoga thing, I just wanted yes. to ask, uh-huh. I, you know, you made an offhand comment at dinner. Uh, and I think it would be kind of cool to bring it up on the live stream. Is, okay. Do um, you seem to be optimistic that this, is, this might actually stick this time?
5: Well, I think so. Like, if you have followed the last subreddit, I made a post about what's not... Important yeah, to me anymore. Yeah, right. I saw that. It, it, those those two things have been the reason why I've been like, yeah, no, I'm not switching. And that was that was my rated music and my tagged photos. And I have given up on both because my music tastes have changed. My five star music is no longer five star. Mm-hmm. You, you know? yeah, mine and, too. Yeah. and really, you know, with Pandora and Spotify, like it, it is moving in a direction where. Uh, the software's going to choose for me (laughs) what I want to listen to. Right. And that might be okay. So, uh, and as far as the photos, yes, I I do have way too many photos. And um, it's been suggested that I do some sort of embedded meta. Metadata, yeah. You can write write
0: to the EXIF information. Yeah,
5: so I might look into seeing how to do that. That way I can just do it. Any and, program. Yeah.
0: It's any program.
5: And that's the smarter way to do it. And yeah. I guess iPhoto just doesn't offer the ability to do well, that. Well, it's a
0: little riskier every time you write to a file, right? You take oh, you sure. take some inherent risk. And if it's photos, you want to be extra safe. But the advantage is if you store it in the file, it's portable. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: So the, on- the only other thing that I can think of at the moment is I need an alternative for Pixelmator because the awesome um, teaser art that I do... <laughs> is <laughs> both the guys are, have these cheesy smiles on their face? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, I do that in Pixelmator right now, so I just need to find a good alternative for that. And there were uh, quite a few good suggestions in the chat room yesterday, but oh, yeah? I wasn't I wasn't logged into it anywhere, so oh, I don't okay. have those. Okay,
2: yeah, let, we, let me ask you. A few, too.
1: W- tell me what you you were talking about making graphic assets. That's yeah, what you're talking yeah. about. Graphic. Yeah. So, did if anyone hasn't brought up Inkscape, I love the heck out of Inkscape. It is a it's a it's an SVG editor, and what it'll allow you oh. to do is you can the nice thing about doing everything in SVG is I can make a file I can make something 100 by 100, and then I want to blow it up to cover the size of the New York Empire State Building. I just drag and click it, everything scales up. So and that's what I use for all of the graphics for to Speed, as well as all of the graphics that I did for Linux Fest Northwest.
5: Like, when you say that, are you talking like, uh, like as a vector? As it's a
1: vector, vector graphic editor, oh, yeah. Okay. But
5: you
0: can save them as JPEG. Yeah,
1: you export. whatever. yeah, I'm sure, that
5: would be cool because I do run into the problem where my my, my images
1: are the right. wrong sizes. So for example, you gave me the Jupiter Broadcasting logo and I was able to turn it in I don't know if you've seen the desktop wallpaper. but I was able to do that um just by you know I just I put the Jupiter Broadcasting over uh, you know a nice a sure, nice wallpaper. A
0: multi- go to a virtual desktop can you yeah. sure. Go yeah. to your yeah.
1: So, so he made that back. Oh, yeah. that, t- that literally took me maybe 15 seconds awesome. to do. You know, and it's big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's big. I know it's big, and it that can get bigger because it's an SVG. It <laughs> scales indefinitely. <laughs> that
0: is what she said. Uh, all right, so Karita uh, is also being suggested by the chat room, which is one I was going to suggest to you. Karita uh, was also suggested by uh, another viewer who stopped by the booth. People have been taking an interest in your switch. That's pretty yeah, cool. Definitely. Yeah, people stopped by now. I
5: know, um I no longer have the Windows key. It's right, now, we, we put the penguin on the live stream penguin, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It, which is a brilliant. Yeah. The booth. Uh, yeah, I
0: think Penguin did that. Yeah. yeah pretty They smart. have
5: little tiny penguin stickers, pretty so that smart. is now on my yoga, which is great. I actually prefer it.
0: Well, uh, just one last note uh, before Angie gets, goes is that it was pretty cool. We were able to bring out almost the entire JB crew with just a couple of exceptions, like three. And uh, like back in the, No, if you bring up the crowd shot there, back in the far background, uh, the other crowd shot if you have it handy. That's the Yeah, there, there's Angela. Actually, that works over Angela's shoulder. You see the guy in the blue shirt is Alan Jude. And the other guy that just got covered up as I'm talking about it is Chris Moore. And they're out yeah. here. Uh, yeah, it's, so we've got uh, Chris Moore and Alan Jude out here. and here comes pro- Q5. The production, yep, there's Mr. Sis and uh, Paige from Women's Tech Radio is here. And, of course, Angela is here and uh, Matt is here as well as uh, a lot of the production crew like Blaster and Rotten Corpse and uh, Albert.
1: And, and
5: they have been extremely helpful.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's when been you get awesome. every, uh, and, I, and I, we were talking about this earlier too. Everyone has their own little niche. Like, yeah. Alan really knows. Alan really knows uh, hardware. And yeah. and yes. and, so, and so and I have uh, wiping off every other operating system, putting Linux down. I have that down to a fine science, and then some. Right. And, and so you get us all in the same room, and it's like one person's working on one thing, and one person's working on another thing. And
5: well, it's a double edged sword, really.
1: It is, because everyone yeah. has everyone Everybody's does, an yeah. expert. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. an expert. But you know what? We, I think we all respect each other enough to the point that yeah. when Alan says, I'll put this together, I'm like, you know what? Alan puts 15 servers yeah. a day yeah. together, yeah. so yeah. we'll let him do that. And so.
0: then, of course, at some point, I, sometimes I just like, all right, everybody get out of here. I, need, I, just, yeah. I can fix it, but just only if you stop talking to me. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <The laughs> blaster's happens.
1: our
5: salesman.
0: Yeah, he's over there selling yeah. really well. We, we, we sold some swag and gave some swag away and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, so. leftover swag. Yeah. All right, well, uh, so uh, we'll have, we have additional interviews that we've recorded uh, yesterday, and we'll be uh, playing those soon. But uh, that's what we're going to do live here at the show floor, and we'll bring over some other people maybe later and uh, play those on Unplugged, and, and throughout the other week, we'll, we'll uh, get those interviews featured. So we had some great chats. Yeah. yeah. Some really good, we had some great people. And this time, uh, I actually got to get up and walk around a little bit and talk to people, which was really nice. I didn't get to go in any sessions, but I heard that some of the sessions were so crowded they had yeah, there some people they about.
1: were they they put people up at the door and said we can't uh, we can't let anyone else in mm-hmm. and that, that's a good sign it means linux in general yep. is growing yep. so yep. that's going to that's going to work out really so, well so
0: uh, i'm sure we'll give you more uh, info in uh, tuesday's linux unplugged and things like that so stay tuned for further coverage but uh, that for right now is the linux action shows look right from the floor of the beautiful linux fest northwest in bellingham washington pacific northwest bellingham technical college 2015 That brings us to the end of this week's live broadcast from the beautiful Pacific Northwest at Bellingham Technical College Linux Fest Northwest 2015. And before we get out of here, Noah, there is a little feedback to cover. But first, I got to plug something for our buddy Matt. He's got a thing going on. Have you seen this? Go to matthartley.com slash t shirt. Check that out. Look at that shirt right there. Look at that. That at is that. awesome. Isn't that neat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt's got a shirt going. He's got a teespring thing going on right now. So he's got a few days left if you want to go over there, matthartley.com slash t shirt. My PC runs. Freedom out of the box.
1: I could see you wearing that. Yeah, yeah, I could. My PC does run get a the get,
0: box. get like a small one and re- wear it real tight, though. Yeah. Mm. I think the ladies that watch the show would like that. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, MattHartley.com slash t shirt if you want to get Matt's shirt. That's really cool. I like that he's got it on cardstock, too.
1: Yeah. yeah. Ooh, ooh, see, uh, I can do this uh, with don't, it? Don't, don't That's my forehead. Stop hitting yourself. That's Chris. my forehead. Don't, don't hit yourself.
0: All right. Instead, yeah. I will read some email. That's kind of like hitting case. my forehead. Yeah. Nehemiah D writes in about IT data management. He says, I've been waiting to deploy Odo. No, not the shape shifting security officer from Deep Space Nine, an open source ERP. It does CRM and CMS. It does a lot of things, and it has an API. It's perfect for the IT data management issue and is probably just enough for managing their customers' IT infrastructure. So he's recommending Odo and to a previous email we've gotten into the show before. If you're looking for a CMS and a CRM customer relations management and Mm -hmm. CMS customer management system, Mm -hmm. gosh, I'm getting out of IT for so long I'm forgetting, Uh, and then uh, API, which stands for apples, peaches, and indigo. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no! Just kidding. Actually, thank you, Nehemiah, Nehemiah for writing that in. That's really great. And uh, I, uh, I would check it out if I were going to. O d d or o d o o. Sorry, o d d o. All right, Noah, you would you like to take Stu B's email about switching to Linux? Sure, Mr.
1: Stu B writes in. S- Stu B writes in, and he says, uh, "I have recently been viewing your Linux Action Show. Thank you, Stu. I'm a retired host, a a, 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 L, a Linux." SIG at our local Tampa Bay Computing Society. In the past year, we have successfully switched several Windows XP users to LXDE and Linux Mint. Thank you. Uh, using their old hardware, we have some members who have running Linux on previously taxed Windows hardware uh, and one lone wolf a high-end Mac user. We recently looked over Chromebooks and decided that most of our users could use these Linux-powered devices and never experience virus or a backup problem. the exact same reason that's I awesome. switch people, actually. I just located on Ubuntu clone uh, called Chromium Cro- Chromixum, Chromixum, okay. which uh, really looks like Chrome. But I'm
0: going to spell it. It's C-H-R-O-M-I-X-I-U-M. That's what we should do every time
1: we don't know how to pronounce yeah. something. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, which really looks like Chrome, but also can use local applications. I thought you might want to look and yeah. comment. Good Is luck it- with switching the wife to Mac. Uh, from Mac to Linux, so far I have not succeeded with my son, but I'm interested in your photo editor of choice. Yeah, most of my ex Windows people come from
0: Picasso. Well, we just talked about that a little bit uh, with yeah. Angela. So, uh, Chromium. i actually, it's funny that we got this email in uh-huh. uh, because it's the sort of perfect timing. We got. Uh, I had a I had a conversation with uh, somebody at the stop by the booth and said, "Have you seen this? It looks like a cross between Chrome OS." and a customized Linux desktop. Yeah. And I'm looking at the screenshots right here, Noah, and if you showed this to me and told me that was Chrome OS, I would absolutely believe it. There's, no, right. there's nothing that... I mean, I'm not a Chrome OS expert, right. so nothing out there jumps out at me is wrong.
1: The, the thing, what I would rather... See, I mean, and this is really cool. What I really want to see, though, is I want somebody to come up with a way that I can, uh, that I can install other desktops
0: on, on Chrome, Chrome OS, OS rather yeah. than install it's Chrome It's called OS. use Ubuntu.
1: Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you know. Basically.
0: Uh, that's basically, I, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. Well, uh, Stu B., thanks for sending that in to us. That's Chromixum. Chromixum. From
1: Ixium. Ixium. From Ixium. From Ixium. From That yeah, sounds like right. That. Yeah. That's a, it's probably wrong. Probably.
0: Yeah. Probably. So look, uh, the Linux Action Show just got done uh, streaming for like two days at uh, the Linux Fest Northwest. If you didn't see any of that, we'll have additional coverage. But the place to be was jblive.tv and uh, jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar. We do other live events. We'll probably uh, pre-record next Sunday's Linux Action Show, so we probably will not be live at our regular time next Sunday. So that way we can uh, recoup and rebuild. Mm-hmm. We will build. We will build ourselves stronger, better, and faster. Is that true? now? that is okay. Good. And with
1: one hundred and ten percent more Linux. Well, I don't know how that's even technically possible, but uh, or mathematically possible. Yes,
0: that's what I mean. Uh, and so, uh, if we're not available, if we're not live on Sunday, we'll still have our regular episode released Sunday. Just go to jupiterbroadcasting.com dot com to find that. Also, linuxactionshow.reddit.com. dot com. That's the place to make this show even better. Submit stories, app picks, community discussions, even just your votes and your comments. Help us. Put together a better show. And uh, it's sort of an open source show in that regard. LinuxActionShow.reddit.com. Go over there and help make it better. We really appreciate it. You can also email the show. Go to slash contact and choose Linux Action Show from the drop down or email us directly, LinuxActionShow at JupiterBroadcasting.com. Noah, is there anything else I'm forgetting? That's it. All right. You can also check out Noah at altaspeed.com and you can follow him on Twitter. He's Colonel Linux and I am Chris LAS. On Twitter, which is a good spot, like when we're doing live stuff. Yeah, and I'm trying. Like
1: I'm trying to. I'm trying to uh, to uh, tweet one while well, trying to get into the Twitter sphere yeah. myself. Yes, yeah. because
0: yes. mm-hmm. you were all you uh, with your Google Glass. You were all sold on uh, G Plus. Right, right. I don't even uh, think Google's sold on G Plus right. anymore.
1: Yeah, no. And so I well, so I'm trying to build my Twitter. I had uh,
0: while we, while you were reading that last email, we had one last person stop by. I noticed, and he. <laughs> I thought you might have noticed that. Yeah. Uh, the The Assimilation Project. Resistance is futile. IT discovery and monitoring. Uh, it's ass. <laughs> i m p r o g dot org. the URL. It's got ass in the URL. <laughs> Anyways, he just and he's wearing it's cool though because he's got he's got like Borg uh, technology on his face. He's got like a Borg uh, yeah. thing on the back, and it's, yeah. so it's it's ass i m p r o g j dot. I can't even say it without laughing. And I don't think he realized we were doing a show. A simproj. A
1: Assimprog. A Simproj. I think uh. it's assimilate project. A Simproj. Okay, so it's not it's not ass improv then. <laughs> I think that means means I'm done
0: doing the show I think so Alright everybody Well thanks so much for doing this week's episode of the Linux Action Show We'll see you right back here next week
3: Alright, are you ready?
0: I'm ready Are you good? Okay, alright, thanks Alright, okay, good Are you guys good or do you need to get up and walk around again? You're alright, you're good? You're good, alright When a man has a Coca-Cola. Hello, 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 hello. Check one, two, check one, two. Last.ting.com Go to last.ting.com Go to last.ting.com Everybody in chat room Go to last.ting.com Let's see if we can bring down the site Go to last.ting.com on your phone Hey everybody Go to last.ting.com Let's see if we can cr- crash the site Last.ting.com
1: Alright Last.ting What? Alright so Oops, now sorry, I,
0: I like to make my microphone smell like me So that way I know it's mine
1: Yeah And it also <laughs> discourages other I, users I, Oh I
0: don't want to smell yours it's just fresh But I could smell When we get them back in the studio I can smell Oh that is mine isn't it That's my mic isn't it That's your mic Yeah well, Don't make it stink Well, it's, I, uh, I smell my mic constantly I sure as hell don't. I tell you what. Tell you what. I tell you what.